everybody, this is Jessica Manley here from the National Young Farmers Coalition. And today we have the final installment of our Washington Young Farmers Coalition takeover series, Farm Resilience and COVID-19 in Washington State, which explores food access, social justice, mental health, and farming through one of the toughest seasons yet. Today we'll hear the rest of the conversation between Elizabeth and farmer Ariana Delania, a farmer at Kamayan Farm with some practical techniques for dealing with stress and anxiety in the body while farming through all of the challenges of a global pandemic. If you want to support our Washington chapter and our other chapters across the country, please become a member of the National Young Farmers Coalition today at youngfarmers.org join, and you can sign up for our advocacy network by texting FARMERS to 40649. Just to note, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are those of the individuals speaking and not necessarily those of the National Young Farmers Coalition. Let's take a listen. Hi everyone, this is Elizabeth from Long Hearing Farm, and thank you so much for listening to another episode of our podcast series, Farm Resilience and COVID-19 in Washington State. If you didn't listen to the first part of my conversation with Ari from Kamayan Farm, I really recommend that you go back and have a listen. We decided to split our conversation into two parts because the first part is a exploration of stress and anxiety and how that shows up for Ari and myself in our day-to-day work and how it's connected to these broader issues and conditions that farmers are under currently. And this episode is focused on particular skills and practices that have worked for us in our everyday life to manage stress and anxiety. Please take care of your needs and make sure that you prepare yourself for conversations around stress and anxiety. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Ari. Why don't you start by talking about practices that you use in your everyday life to manage your stress and anxiety. And maybe I I can also kick it off because in order to be in right relationship with my stress and anxiety, I will just, I have to, I will have to live with it and manage it and be in right relation to it ship to it for the rest of my life and that's okay and that's taken therapy to come to that conclusion that I like don't need to fix myself that I'm I am who I am and way some ways that I deal with that is I have noticed when like a stress or anxiety bout is about to come on and I Mm -hmm. Three to four. Sorry, my mom is texting me because she brought it. Um, and I take three deep breaths, or at least one deep breath, or twenty deep breaths, until I can feel my cortisol levels get back to normal. And that was a gift from Valerie Seagrest, who is the most Mm. one of my favorite people ever. And that has really helped me to be able to visualize the cortisol and to be able to, like, put it back to, like, put it back to to a place of, like, 
Okay, this is a good level of cortisol, not like a spike or a volume 10 of cortisol. So that's something I do pretty much every day. That's a beautiful practice. Yeah, thanks. Um, I have some practices. Some of them are like um, rooted in me and my body and a lot of them are rooted in getting community care because Mm -hmm. I think that's a critical part of shifting the way that we do work um and I'll just say I'm I'm a deeply self-reliant person Mm -hmm. that is part of how I got shaped um Mm -hmm. from a very young age and it's something that I Mm -hmm. I feel like I am going to have to fight against for the rest of my life, um, as in particular, if I want to do this, this kind of agricultural work um, forever. Um, so some of those like community level practices are that I have gone through periods where I've done meal shares with neighbors or family. So uh, one of the things I really struggle with throughout the season is feeding myself well and enough. Um, yeah. I think the irony of being a farmer sometimes is like, we don't have time to cook I beautiful see. food that we grow. I know, it's the worst. Yeah, or energy, you know, like I, yeah. Yeah. it's really hard to get home from like a 12 hour day and think, oh, I'm just gonna cook for an hour or however <laughs> yeah. long it takes. Yeah. So. Meal shares at different points have been really critical to keeping me going. Um, sometimes I'll have like a sleep accountability buddy where I have somebody in my life that I just text to tell them that I'm going to sleep because uh, one of my downfalls is that when I work a really long day, sometimes I'll stay up way too late just to feel like I have yeah. like an hour or two of my own time of time that just belongs yeah. to me um, yeah. or there's also countless days where I just work from sun up to after sundown because that's the yeah. volume of work that I have so I think it can be helpful sometimes to have a buddy that helps keep you accountable to going to sleep because for me I know mm-hmm. if I'm not eating enough or well enough and if I'm not sleeping enough, like, I will have a mental health breakdown at some point in the season. And I've had enough seasons like that where I just know now that I can't do that and I can't live like that. So that's something I have to be really diligent about. Um, a couple other practices that I think might be useful in particular for farmers or for people that are, like, very much connected to the earth is to do um, to do just like a really simple meditation where you stand or you can sit with both feet on the ground. And sometimes it helps if you, you know, if it's the end of the day and you're able to take your shoes off and have your feet in the soil, mm. since we're people that are so connected to the soil, um, to sit and breathe. And just notice, uh, like, what sensations can I feel in my body? Where do I feel things in my body? Does it feel tight? Does it feel slack? Um, is there a space in my body where I can feel my breath? Um, 
is there a space where my muscles are really hurting um, and just paying acute attention to those sensations to draw us into our bodies a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and you can also, with your feet on the ground, you can almost imagine like uh, the pores at the bottom of your feet are opening mm-hmm. and taking in some of that resource on the ground um, and yeah. also letting some of that like stress and anxiety move down. And um, like you were saying, how Leah Peniman shares about composting things into the soil, like yeah. letting those things actually move through your body. And that might mean like you have to stand up and like shake your body a little bit. Um mm-hmm. I think finding places where we can let our bodies move how they want to move is really important. Um, And I'll also just say that if you're in a, if you're having a really hard time, sometimes feeling your body may not be the best thing. Like it might not feel good. Um, And it's really good to know that for yourself. And if that's the case, like, text somebody and just say like I'm really not feeling good in my body um or I'm really not feeling good I think those moments are some of the hardest moments that I've had and it's been life-saving to to know that I have the courage to text somebody and that there Mm -hmm. are people in my life who can hold that space for me Mm -hmm. um one of the things that I've started doing recently with the um, help of my therapist is that um, when we're really stressed, a lot of times we contract in our body. Um, and like, so I I studied for a long time with um, in the lineage of generative somatics, which so many brilliant, so many of our brilliant leaders and healers have come out of that space. Um, and I also learn a lot from the spiritual traditions of my ancestors. But one of the things that we talk about in generative somatics a lot is that our bodies hold um, hold things in contractions. So, like, yeah. if you just take one of your fists and hold it really tight, and then with your other hand try and, like, pry it open, um, you might notice that your fist just gets tighter. <laughs> But if you take that hand and you just hold it very softly under your fist, do you notice what happens? Yeah. It just gets softer. So when we have, um, like, a lot of stress in our bodies, probably a lot of people are familiar with, like, if you're just like, oh, I hate being stressed. I wish I wasn't stressed. I'm calm. I'm calm. Like, (laughs) generally that doesn't work. Because that's not no. how our bodies work. Like, they function no. to protect us and to keep us safe, and they're really smart in that way. So um, one of the practices that I've done with the help of my um, somatics practitioner is contracting different parts of my body and just um, holding that contraction even tighter. So, like, if you feel really contracted in your chest, you can pull like both arms around your chest and like squeeze a little bit and give your body some containment so that and what that does is it just allows your body to to 
to know, like, okay, I can relax a little bit because something else is holding me. Um, so you can practice doing that if there are different parts of your body that feel really, uh, like, tense or tight. You can do that. You can also do that um, by putting pillows around you or something kind of heavy. People are really into weighted blankets these days, I think, in part because it does a lot of that. It holds a lot of those contractions for us. Our bodies can actually release a little bit. But one of my favorite places to do that uh, lately has been to kind of like um, take my feet and you can either like flex them or point them towards you, whichever one feels like the way that your body normally contracts. And then just take your hands and like hold around either side of your foot and just do it with both feet. And that's actually really helped me feel that sense of my, like the pores at the bottom of my feet opening up and being able to take in more from the, from the land. Um, so those have been some helpful practices for me. Um, I think at a broader sense at some point, like we need to find ways to get more used to having these conversations. Um, because we can, we can all have our own individual practices that get us through and that's great and that's beautiful, but we're not going to be able to keep sustaining at the level that we're sustaining at. Um, and so I do think it is important to, to have conversations about mental health, but then also like have broader conversations and movements and strategies towards shifting our livelihoods towards something that is actually life-giving and not that we're constantly trying to survive it, you know? Yes. I absolutely 100% full body, yes, and then agreement. That is what feels very, very true. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking us one more step in that direction towards that future where farming is as life-giving to the folks who are who are growing the food and and working with the land as it is to the folks that we're feeding and giving resources to. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, I think that that's where we can wrap up. Thanks, Ari, so much for your time. Oh, the other thing. Um, if folks want to learn more about your farm and the work that you do, where can they go? So they can go to my website, kamayanfarm.com. Um, I'm also, you know, lovingly and begrudgingly pretty active on Instagram. <laughs> Um, it's a beautiful uh, Instagram. I thank say. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, making things look pretty is definitely one of my resilience practices. But you know, it's a Libra. Oh hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Libra aesthetic. Um, okay. Well, you're a gift. Thank you so much for just showering us with your brilliance. And I appreciate you and the work that you put out in the world. Thank you. You're a gift, too. 
Wow. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all take some of these practices with you as you leave our conversation. Big thanks again to Linda from Osborne Seeds and PCC Farmland Trust, as well as the WSDA Regional Markets Team. All right, that's our show for today, and that's a wrap on our Washington State series. We'll be back soon with some more Young Farmers podcast episodes, but in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. What did you think of the WayFC takeover, and what are some of the issues you want to hear more about on the podcast? Subscribe to the Young Farmers podcast and leave us a note in iTunes or follow us on Instagram at Young Farmers Podcast and send us a DM. If you want to support our Washington chapter and our 45 other farmer-led chapters across the country to make sure that young farmers and ranchers, farmers of color, and farm workers are included in farm policy, please become a member today at youngfarmers.org join. And join our advocacy network by texting FARMERS to 40649. Be safe out there and we'll talk to you soon.